everyone, I'm Kendria. I need you to go like, follow, and subscribe. Soul Productions. What's up everyone? And this is Next Level Thinking. What's up, everyone? It's another episode of Next Level Thinking, where we always aim to help you bring it to the next level. It's your host, Chris Holmes, as always. And today I have a special guest by the name of... Torin Hart. Awesome. So we're going to hit the ground running. Tell the audience just a little bit about yourself so we can get the background story. Uh, yes. Well, my, once again, my name is Torin Hart, um, originally from Henderson, Texas. Um, I actually went out to Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches, Texas where um, I started a fraternity, Alpha Delta Multicultural Fraternity Incorporated, where our, our host is actually a, a brother and family member of that fraternity. Um, after being at Stephen F. Austin, I joined the United States Air Force as an enlisted member and uh, traveled the world and done several uh, um, attache jobs and security jobs as a security specialist and uh, advanced my career from that uh, working with the president of the United States, uh, President Barack Obama, provided personnel security for him. Um, so it sounds like you had a lot of things going on. So I'm yeah, kind of like hit the braces a little bit and go a little bit more in depth and detail. So like how was your overall experience uh, being in service? And you also thank you for serving the country as well, too. So okay. definitely give a shout out to that. But go a little bit more in depth about the uh, experience. Like what was like your learning lessons? I'm pretty sure you got a lot of different cultural like adjustments and things like that, because we, a lot of times we use a lot, a lot of like our American references to things, but let's hear from your own like perspective and view what you're saying. Well, well, um, thank you for, for uh, saying thank you for your service. The main thing that I can say is it's a different dynamic um, being in the armed forces. And the reason I say that is because basic, um, basic training is a, a breakdown point for a person's life and the individuals, men and women around them, to build us back up uh, to be strong, successful people, which is, you know, like I said, the same as with life when going through adversity. So going into the military, um, being an older gentleman when I went in, most mostly about 20, 22 at the age, everyone else was coming in around 17, 18. Uh, I kind of had a, already a, a different perspective on life, uh, finishing up my degree, and they hadn't even started education. So with that being said, um, having that insight and still being broke down and, and, and understanding and realizing there's a bigger cause than just me personally, um, that opened up uh, a lot to my eyes, especially when I got my four, first tour uh, going overseas. Um, touching on cultural aspect, um, culture shock is a really is a really big thing, you know what I mean? <clears throat> I'm, I'm quite um, happy that I was able to get it, that experience to, to see other things outside the United States of America uh, and get a different perspective uh, from everybody else's viewpoint um, from other countries and same people that actually live in this country, you know what I'm saying, that uh, going to see in their home country. So, <laughs> Big things on that. And also does like it make you appreciate a lot of things like more often after going through those kind of like transitions and uh, challenges? Exactly. Yeah, it, it really does because uh, I, I say the civilian, even though I, I am civilian now, but as a civilian section sector, uh, a, a lot of stuff that us as military members go through, a lot of people um, don't really understand, um, you know what I mean, kind of kind of what we got going on with the, the, the level of stress, the level of, of weight that we carry on our backs to support not only the country, but 
our families as well in, in conjunction with doing missions, doing missions for the country. You know what I mean? So when you put all that stuff in perspective, trying to compare um, apples to oranges, it, it really, it really is kind of a, a broad, a broad area to explain, you know what I mean? So. <clears throat> yeah, most definitely on that. And then uh, of course with uh, what is like one of the biggest things that you learn from going out like, outside this country, because I feel like, you know, knowledge is everywhere, but I feel like you get, become a lot more well-rounded and it just expands when you go outside your comfort zone. And I speak to a, like a lot of different, I guess, when it comes to that, when you go completely outside your comfort zone to an area that you have no, you know, familiar, you're not familiar at all. You're just like, okay, this is all brand new. And it's like you're going off your instincts and what you've been taught and just exploring, just adapting to your environment. So it's like some of the things that you learn. Exactly. Well, I can tell you, Going from a hostile environment, um, let's say like Turkey and where I'm um, about to go to is Afghanistan in a couple of months from an area such as Germany um, and, and France and, and Italy, those, those very lovely places. There's always a big dynamic, but the biggest thing that, that I know I learned was that even though America is, is great, <clears throat> even though our country is wonderful, there is a lot of stuff that we need to work on as people, as being American, and a lot of stuff we take for granted, you know what I mean, uh, for being for being Americans. And unfortunately, a lot of countries see and hear about the American dream, but at the end of the day, are we really living, uh, you know, the American dream to our fullest versus what uh, people overseas are actually are hearing about and wanting to get a taste of, you know what I mean, since we are so fortunate to, to be here in this country. Um, stepping outside of my comfort zone and and trying to stick to what I've been what I've been trained on and what I've learned honestly for for the European theater it, it, it's very unique because they are used to us they they for the most part still cherish us from from World War II and, and so it's it's a culture shock yet it's still embraced from our allied forces um over to of course the United States now a war zone is a lot different um, that that's kind of hard to to really go into depth on on you know what needs to be done and what you got to do to watch yourself is pretty much you know protect yourself and your fellow in my case uh, airmen and wingmen um, when when you're in that hostile environment. So. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And also with all that, I'm going and well diving a little bit more into this a little bit. Is it like how do you? Okay, I'm afraid like this. How do you address fear? Because we all know when it comes to this, especially in that kind of area, what is one thing that you do to address fear so you can continue to progress and move forward with the next action? Because I'm pretty sure what you say, so everybody can put that into their own kind of lifestyle to keep moving forward instead of just being frozen. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the best thing I would say that for me, uh, I actually learned this from a cartoon. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, when placed in a environment where you are scared and in my particular um instance as a, as a sergeant the best thing to do when scared is act like you're not scared because those who are around you are looking up to you to make particular decisions that can not only affect their lives but yours uh as well acting like you're not scared and keeping a level head you know will make decision making a lot easier um a lot more clear and giving orders 
per se to your your subordinates will make it be um, a lot more comprehensive. That goes on with with being you know in the workplace, um, being in school, trying to get a point across in a political argument, anything. You know what I mean? The main thing is when you're going into an environment that's outside of your comfort zone, how, no matter how terrifying it may be, you have to act as if you're scared because if you're scared, it will show through your body language. You know what I mean? Um, if you are acting in a sense where fear uh, is, is, is not such a big deal or, you know, it is, it's not in the front of your mind, then your body language will act accordingly, therefore making better decisions and, you know, speaking more professional or showing that you have some type of, uh, uh, what's the word that I can use for it? some type of knowledge base and what you're talking about. You know what I mean? It, it just depends. But that's, that's the biggest thing I would say is acting as if you are not scared, even though you, uh, you are scared. So. Yep. Very solid point as well. And then of course, with everything you got going on, communication is very strong. Um, when it comes, okay, I'm gonna phrase it like this. So when it comes to communicating different things, of course, like how do you communicate with someone that may see a different point of view or may have a different strategy so that you can basically come to an agreement or compromise and keep things going forward. And I'm sure this happens all the time where a lot, um, when it comes to this, it kind of bumps head, but how do you address it? So everything's smooth and you, both ends is able to move forward. I focus on the root. What is the root cause problem mission task? Uh, whatever you want to call it, what is the root and what um, what can each entity give to support that root cause, task, or issue? You know what I mean? Um, so if, if I'm, let's say that I'm in a, a conflicting conversation uh, with someone about whatever topic, like I said, acting as if you are not scared, in this case, acting as as if you are not getting upset, not letting your, your nerves get past you and keeping a cool and calm composure, you can maintain the thought process of being on topic instead of getting scattered off, off from different type of, uh, let's say, comments that are made during that conversation. You know what I mean? So if you stay focused on the root, you can always bring it back to that starting point of saying, what can we do to fix this problem? Um, what specialty skill do you have that we can get to, to, you know, fixing this issue or this task, whether it be something that um, goes along the lines, like I said, for, for, for in this day and age, the political aspect of it, what is the root cause of stuff that's, that's an issue, or if it's a job-related task um, and you guys disagree on, on stuff, what is the main thing that you can bring to the table, that I can bring to the table for us to collectively fix this issue? So. Well said, as always. So we'll get dropping jewels and things like that. That's what it's all about. So uh, coming to all of that, um, the importance of, let's see, building a strong bond or brothership or sisterhood, you know, all comes into that, I feel is like very important to achieving greater goals. I didn't just say good or like average, I say greater goals because I think a lot of times people think they can do it all by themselves. I'm pretty sure, especially what you're doing, you can't do it all by yourself. You got to depend on your other brother at hand to get things done. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, the biggest thing is, is communication um, and stepping out the comfort zone, of course, but getting to know your people. That's kind of where we fail as a society, um, especially kind of with our, our American culture. We fail with society uh, is not getting to know our people. Um, what I've seen in other countries are we always say, of course, we are very family oriented down in the South or, you know, uh, African-American people are very uh, embracive of each other, blah, blah, blah. It's the same concept uh, with, with overseas. Hispanic people are very um, embracive of their culture. Overseas people are very embracive of their culture. But the main thing that happens is when there is a difference, matter, no matter what it is, when there is a difference, something that is this very um, unique, whatever you want to call it, a lot of people try to steer clear of it because they are afraid of change. They are afraid of the difference. They are afraid of the outcome that it could possibly be. So if you get to know your people, whether they are from Germany, Vietnam, America, South, it doesn't matter. If you get to understand your people, communicate with your people to find out, you know, kind of how they, they tick, how they think, so that you all can have a better understanding of, of how to achieve the mission, everything else will fall into play. You know what I mean? You don't have to agree with them. In most cases, you don't have to like them. It doesn't matter. As long, especially for us in the, with the military, as me being a, a civilian, federal civilian with the federal government, um, it's still the same concept. I have to take all walks of life, talk to them, communicate, get to know them, and then see how we can all work together to achieve, in my case, um, the overall objective or mission for the government. So, Well said. And it uh, kind of ties into also like a, being able to agree to disagree and just uh, being able to accept people's differences because we all come from different, you know, backgrounds with family, religious belief, and much more. And I strongly believe uh, as well that if we can just get to the point where we can get, give a chance to learn people and their differences and accept that as, and accepting that as that's who they are, and then accepting the differences, it'd be a lot more of a better place than trying to force someone to be something that they are not. And, you know, that, that's something that's very common. It kind of reminds me of my sociology class. It's just coming to the point, like, agree to disagree and accepting that everybody is different just like you. You got to, like, look at your own stuff in the mirror. <laughs> that's true. Because at the end of the day, um, it's always going to be change, no matter what. There's always, that's called evolving, you know what I mean? If we kept reflecting on stuff, from uh, what happened way back in the in the 1300s on how they did stuff, you know what I mean? We would not be where we are today, period, anybody in the world. We remember, we reflect, we try to prevent, or we try to expand on stuff that occurred. But the biggest thing is accepting that it's going to have to have some change, period. That just is what it is. Yep, and with change comes like the next thing in next generation because if we don't change, we won't be stuck in the old. That's like accepting like, okay, we're going to be in caves and accept just fires and stuff like that. Someone had to think outside a box and thinking of something different to cause that progression. That comes from technology, tools, different perspectives, innovations, and all that and much more. And there's constantly going to be even more changes because we are constantly evolving. Exactly. exactly. Cool, cool. So uh, closing all this pretty much out, what is something that you want to leave the audience so they can remember and think about that helps them elevate them to the next level? For my own personal, you know, 
thought process, I, I would say it is, this has helped me a lot. Of course, respect those around you, you know, love and respect your family members, but you have to look out for what is good for you and your health and um, your immediate family around you. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you have opportunities to grow, if you want to grow and don't know where to go, your self-image, your self-perspective and ideas will take you in the right direction, period. You know what I mean? If that means that you have to up and leave and, and, and move to a whole different location, if that means that you have to go against the, the grain of what, you know, the norm is in your family or in the, in the area that you live in, that, that is 100% fine because at the end of the day, you're responsible for yourself and you're responsible for those that are around you, such as, such as your children and your family. You know what I mean? Um, take that, of course, with a grain of salt on, on certain aspects of, of things. But at the end of the day, for me, I knew what I always wanted to do. I always knew what my passion was, um, you know what I mean, to be successful. And me working toward it pretty much at, at all costs um, has made me become very very successful in, in my environment and, and being with the federal government. So awesome. And as always, dropping the mic on in Jules. <laughs> so with this closing out and much more, I uh, make sure you take everything that's said and you know, make sure you live a better life for not only yourself, your family, and those who are surrounding and looking up to you because you never know who's watching and they may need your help and support or motivation so they can overcome the things that's going on in that life. So closing out, this is your host, Chris Holmes, as always, helping you bring it to the next level. And I have my special guest by the name of Torin Hart. Awesome. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. We'll have this on iTunes, Spotify, and much more because we're all about helping people live their best life and bringing it to the next level. So with that, we are out. Peace and much love. I put the way. I put the way.